0: Touchdown! Freddie Williams! The American in front, almost a cult in the United States. He's a sort of athletic people. Now wait a minute. Please. It's official! Oregon is going to be in the BCS Championship game! Good! morning, Oregon! Yeah, that's right. I just invoked a little Robin Williams. You know I did. I just finished watching the HBO documentary series. Uh, It's not a series. It's a movie on Robin Williams. And I was highly inspired uh, that I speak from the cuff extemporaneously, if you will. For those of you that have been listening for the last couple of weeks, you know that I've been trying to speak from notes and more extemporaneously instead of reading from script. And as such, we're going to put a lot of heart, we're going to put a lot of feeling, and we're going to put a lot of love into this podcast. That having been said, I do want to make sure that I take account of the listener's input and kind of respond to whatever you're feeling. So please use the hashtags AskLODPOD, that's hashtags AskLODPOD on Twitter, Tell me, does it work? Doesn't it work? What are your questions? What are your answers? And I want to speak to it on the show, because that's what we do here. This is the People's Podcast, and I do talk to you as if you're in the room with me. Big shout-out to Duck and Keith on Twitter for being the first two people to deposit some mail in the Mailbag Monday hashtags AskLodPod. I invite all of the rest of you. Uh, According to Megaphone, I do have 400 listeners. Uh, I think I probably have about 50 or so people listen to this podcast every day. But that's 50 of you who ought to be logging into Twitter and sending me a question or a comment or something to say so that we can make this your podcast, our podcast, and have a whole lot of fun. Needless to say, I do have to... Pitch the usual things, and so this is Locked On Ducks. You can reach us on, uh, excuse me, Twitter at Locked On Ducks. You can find me on Twitter under Jordan Long. Just look for me. I'll have the my picture is the Locked On Ducks uh, uh, picture. So, so if you use Facebook instead of Twitter, you can reach me there. And if you do use Twitter, you can find me, Jordan Long, your host, on Twitter, at the Guy. And you can always reach the t- show, like I said, with the hashtags AskLodPod. And do take the time to click subscribe or follow on whatever podcast you're listening to. Now, I do go on to Twitter, and I post a... Uh, it's called LinkTree.com. It's it's where I, I can post something that shows you... You click on that link and you can get all of the buttons to the various podcast uh, uh, platforms where you can listen to the show. So go ahead and click on that link. And if my, my podcast doesn't appear on your platform, I want to know about it so I can make sure I'm bringing you the latest info, updates, and analysis on our Oregon Ducks. And if you're listening to Apple Podcasts, do stop right now. I'm okay with it. Hit the pause button. Stop right now scroll down and leave a five out of five stars review. It's the best way to support the podcast. It's the best way to have fun with me, other than, of course, leaving comments on hashtags AskLodPod. But anyway, leave five out of five stars. If you don't think I deserve five stars, that's okay. Leave five stars anyway. And then do a little show review in the review section. Tell me why, and we're going to fix it for you. Because not only does five out of five stars help pay the bills around here, but it, but your reviews help me know how I can make the show better for you. I appreciate your time, your attention, and we're going to talk Oregon Ducks football and basketball. We got a lot to talk about, so on to the action. Well, that was one of my more spirited introductions, and I'm happy to do it, especially in the current climate that uh, coronavirus has. Uh, cast over the country and the world. Uh, I do want to maintain positivity, stay positive, keep doing my best to bring you the info updates and analysis as best I can uh, from the Locked On Network. And uh, just want to keep that positivity, keep our chins up, do the best we can, be sensible. You know, I listened to, or excuse me, watch rather, uh, the last week tonight with John Oliver, and he talked about it in these terms. He said there are two extremes that uh, we need to find a a balance between, and that's on the one hand, licking subway poles, and on the other hand, drinking bleach. And I just think it's a matter of common sense for most of us. Uh, We're going to get into a little bit of coronavirus update regarding the NCAA tournament and some other important notes uh, uh, in the sports world. But uh, let's just maintain common sense. Keep washing your hands, limit exposure, uh, avoid the crowds, you know, just just go about your daily business doing the best you can. Uh, that's certainly what I'm doing here. Uh, but first up on the update, the NCAA tournament has it's been determined that they will have zero attendance. So they'll continue, at least of right now, they're going to continue playing games and be bringing us coverage with uh, select media personnel, and I believe they're allowing certain family members to attend the game, but otherwise there will be no attendance. And the remaining Pac-12 tournament games are going to be closed to attendance as well. They did start with limited access just by not allowing reporters in the locker rooms or interacting with the players and stuff like that. But today, uh, ahead of today's games, which we're going to get to in a minute, uh, they are uh, uh, closing the event to uh, open attendance. Uh, the other major conferences followed suit, so like the Big Ten and and the Atlantic and all all that stuff. They're all they're all uh, continuing their tournaments with no attendance. In the NBA world, uh, and I highly recommend checking out Locked On NBA today's episode in particular. It's Thursday, by the way. Today's episode in particular, they go into some detail about how the coronavirus is affecting the NBA world. But uh, as most of you probably know by now, Rudy Gobert uh, was diagnosed with coronavirus and the NBA has suspended the season. Donovan Mitchell is another confirmed case. And uh, unfortunately, uh, probably not the last NBA player, you know, with the high fives and the hugs and and the fan greetings and the, you know, airplane flights and that stuff. There's a high degree of exposure there. And last, and kind of also very disappointing, the Ducks have canceled the open practice at Hillsborough Stadium on Saturday, and so I was really looking forward to being able to attend that and uh, see our boys in action for the first time this spring. But uh, but that's the way we that's the way we have to do it. Uh, it's 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 the safe safe way is the best way right now. Uh, getting on to men's basketball, uh, yesterday the better teams won. Uh, Oregon State University beat Utah. And, you know, despite Utah's Alfonso Plummer, who's a, a heck of a ball player, had seven three pointers in the first half, uh, Utah was unable to keep it going down the stretch. Trace Tinkle and Ethan Thompson led OSU on a big comeback in the second half. And Jared Lucas, who we're going to be on on the lookout for, and we're going to talk about that in a second, he was three for three from three, uh, three three-point land, and including a shot that brought the game within one point, after which OSU got this huge defensive stop and wound up uh, getting this buzzer beater to win over Utah. So that was pretty exciting stuff. Arizona beat uh, UW. Washington's Isaiah Stewart he had 29 points went off but unfortunately none of the other players had a similar uh, showing. Four of the Arizona players were in double digits uh, scoring yesterday Arizona's three-point defense held UW to three out of 23 uh, shots from three-pointer uh, that's uh, that's phenomenal Three-point defense is something we're going to be talking about in the keys to the game should we wind up playing Arizona. Uh, after they face off with U- USC later today. going to talk about that too. Arizona forced Washington to uh, turn over the ball 19 times. And Josh Green, Arizona's uh, man, had 19 points and was 3-4 for four from uh, the arc. The quarterfinals are finally here. Oregon's going to play Oregon State University. That's the first game of the day uh, at noon Pacific time. Uh, then we're going to wind up playing the winner of Arizona and USC, which is the second game today. So we're going to know uh, pretty quickly this afternoon how things are going to shake out for uh, the semis. USC won three straight to finish the regular season and getting that fourth fourth seed and the first round bye, So they're going to be fresh. They're going to have some momentum. Uh, USC's Onyeka Okungwu averaged 16 plus points per game and eight, and a half rebounds per game through the season, which is phenomenal. Definitely going to be a factor in that game. I think USC and Arizona is going to be a fast-paced game. Uh, The over-under is uh, 135.5, but I'm definitely taking the over on that one. We're going to take a quick break, and when I come back, we'll talk about uh, more basketball. Welcome back, folks. This is Jordan Long, uh, host of Locked On Ducks, and we're just talking about the Pac-12 tournament that's going on today and through the weekend. At, you know, as a side note, if Peyton Pritchard and Justin Herbert had played for nationally recognized, like like these national powerhouse programs, they would be the number one, clear-cut number one players in the nation. Um, I guess I think what I'm trying to say here is that Oregon is still, despite – moving up in the eyes of the world as one of the bigger, more powerful programs in the country. Uh, there's still a lot of work to be done and the Ducks are going to get good seating in the tournament and hopefully make a run and continue building a resume for one of the top uh, colleges in, in the country. Anyway, uh, the Ducks lost to Oregon state on February 8th. So that series is one, one this year, but they didn't have uh, Francis or Coru or, um, uh, Nafali Dante in that game, and that's huge. They're, they're major factors in that kind of contest. Since then, the Ducks are actually 6-1. and one. So they've got a lot of uh, momentum of their own going into this game. Coach said that they're going to wait and see who won the first game, and then let the adrenaline kick in when they hit the court. Last year, uh, they also went into the Pac-12 tournament on a four-game streak after losing to... UCLA this year the last loss was to Arizona State on February 20th. Will Richardson said that they're finally getting their defense to click, which is a really important thing. You want to you want to be hot in that regard at this time of year, so they're getting they're coming on strong at the right time. Pritchard was voted first team All-American and pretty much leading this team to greatness down the stretch. He's been averaging more than 20 points per game. And you know, when we were looking at these games back in January, uh, pre-locked on Ducks on my other show, Emerald City Sports, he was averaging 16 points per game. And so stepping, stepping it up down the stretch here and going in so hot into the tournament is an excellent sign. Players we're going to be looking out for, uh, we, we need to be on the lookout for Trace Tinkle. Top 10 in Oregon State program in career scoring, career rebounding, career assists, and career steals. On one of the shows we talked about, Kyler Kelly has OSU record for block shots. Now he's at 211. I believe he was at 190 when we did that show. And he continues to hold a single season record with 107. He has the most blocks in a single game in their program history with nine and consecutive games with more than one block at 15 straight games. So his presence at the rim is going to is something to be respected and something that uh, I'm, I'm really excited to have Nafali Dante back in the lineup and healthy and playing uh, a lot more minutes today. Ethan Thompson and Zach Reichel average six plus and five and a half assists respectively. Per game, and so they're two two game managers who know how to pass the ball around, and I, I anticipate a lot of passing in this game. A lot of uh, it's going to be fast paced, though. You know, when another thing is Jared Lucas, uh, who we mentioned earlier in the show, when he scores in double digits, OSU is four and zero. So <laughs> he actually had four three pointers in the game against Utah. So we're going to be looking to contain him as well. Today. some of the keys to the game uh, are things we've been discussing all year. Uh, the Ducks are averaging 35.3 rebounds per game, and that's going to be massively important. They have to out-rebound Oregon State if they're going to be staying in this thing. And averaging 12 turnovers per game, we talked about you know, how important it is to protect the ball and not get those forced turnovers. As far as uh, three-point shooting, the Ducks are averaging 40%. Pretty good three-point shooting team, and I'm going to be looking for... You know, Will Richardson, Shakur Houston, uh Anthony Mathis. These guys have to be making their shots and sinking those three-pointers, of course, in addition to the phenomenal uh, Peyton Pritchard. We're going to move on to football now. Today is the Pro Day, the Ducks Pro Day. Very excited about that. We're also going to talk about spring practice here, here in a, little, a few minutes. So let's see here. 2019, so last year's Pro Day, or I'm sorry, in last year's draft, 33 players were not invited to the Combine, but were drafted into the NFL. And 117 people who did go to the Combine went undrafted. So it's just some some numbers to keep in mind when we talk about people who weren't able to perform at the Combine due to injury who are performing today, or even some potential people who I think may attend the Combine we're, uh, combine the uh, pro day we're going to go ahead and uh, do a review of the pro day once all the all the footage comes out and the reports come out it'll be excited to report on who actually did attend but uh, uh, you know even Vernon Adams last year <laughs> last year's pro day he came from uh, the Canadian Football League uh, to do a pro day last year uh, of course Justin Herbert is headlining this year's pro day and all teams that you know, need a quarterback are going to be attending. There has been some uh, talk about teams limiting their scouting during uh, due to the coronavirus. Um, I'll I'll talk about that a little later, but uh, it's kind of rumored that New England Patriots are actually going to be attending and watching. You know Herbert has said that he looked up to and admires Josh Daniels and loves the Patriots' offense. I can think of a lot of reasons why uh, the Patriots would want to trade up, especially if they end up losing uh, Tommy Boy to you know, Indianapolis or Tampa Bay, or there's strong talk of, of him going to the Titans, but that's for another show. But uh, I could see Herbert being a really good fit for the New England Patriots and helping them continue that dynasty. And what a thing it would be to have uh, the, our, our, our boy from Oregon filling those very big shoes of the great Tom Brady. Other uh, people are expected to be there. Jake Hansen, of course. Uh, He did 33 bench press reps at the Combine, which was remarkable. I believe it was second overall. And he really put to bed these rumors uh, that or this talk about him not being strong enough uh, to be successful in the NFL at at center position. He's going to have an opportunity today to perform in in some of the other events that he didn't do at the Combine. Shane Lemieux, uh, he's actually skipped the bench press at the Combine, so we may see that today. He did do the other events at the Combine. He didn't improve his draft stock much, but he also didn't like have a poor showing. But I think if he had uh, a good performance today, it could go a long way to improve his draft stock. Calvin Throckmorton... It, you know, word is that uh, he, after a great performance in the Shrine Game, he was asked to play multiple positions throughout the practice week. And even though he was able to showcase his talent and ability to his versatility on the offensive line, word is that it kind of limited him, and that he had, and he struggled at the Senior Bowl. Uh, and honestly, he kind of underperformed hit at the Combine. So he's going to be looking to improve his draft stock today. Uh, I still hope he's going as a late day two pick, and we're going to be watching him closely going forward. Troy Dye, one of the most outstanding linebackers in Oregon Ducks program history. Uh, he played the final four games on a torn meniscus and with a club for his broken thumb. I mean, this guy's tough as nails, eats glass. You know, no no assignment too small. Afraid of nothing. And I think he's got a lot of high, uh, upside potential. He had surgery on his knee last month, but he said he'd be ready to perform today at the combine, uh, the pro day. So we're going to be looking for him to make up for not performing at the combine, even though he did attend and do team interviews at the NFL combine. He is, was actually PFF's third highest rated linebacker in 2020, as far as positional rankings are concerned and I think he really has the size to match up against tight ends and cover the passing lanes. You know, at 6'4", 226, with the kind of athleticism and speed that he has, I think he fits the mold of a a modern uh, linebacker. We are going to take another quick break and then come back and finish talking pro day, Uh, talk a little bit about spring practice, and then go from there. Welcome back to Locked on Ducks. This is Jordan Long, your host. We've been talking about today's Pro Day and who we think is going to be attending and how they can improve their draft stock. We talked about Troy Dye, Calvin Throckmorton, Shane Lemieux, Jake Hansen, of course, the great Justin Herbert, uh, Jacob Breland. It was actually the leading receiver uh, on the Ducks squad for the first six games before he had his knee injury uh, last year. CBS Sports, among others, had him going in the first round before that injury. Uh, just an outstanding tight end and unfortunately his draft stock has plummeted as a result of not being able to showcase his talents uh, after the injury Uh, it's not I'm not sure if he's going to be ready to do testing today Uh, we'll we'll know in tomorrow's report if uh, if he was able to do any workouts he didn't do any workouts at the combine either so he still has a lot of healing to do post post post-surgery Juwan Johnson, he actually measured in at the NFL Combine as one of the biggest receivers there. And he's tall, not the tallest receiver there, but he did have the longest arms, the longest wingspan, and the biggest hands of all the wide receivers. He even ran a respectable uh, 458, 40 time. He did 14 reps on the bench press, which, if you remember our preview show, he had a goal of doing 14 for a charity that uh, he was donating money to for every rep that he did. So good on him there. No team requested that he worked out as a tight end at the NFL Combine, but there has been some speculation that he could either be made into a tight end or be that tight end wide receiver hybrid or a tight end that can uh, flex out wide in the slot and uh, have, have exceptional speed. Uh, he's going to work out today, and uh, I hope that he can run a little faster on home turf. We'll see, and we'll be talking about that tomorrow as well. Uh, there was a couple of linemen who graduated this year who weren't invited to the NFL Combine. Dallas Warmack, uh, a guard, six foot two, three hundred and ten pounds. He had no sacks or QB hits allowed over five hundred and ninety nine snaps. And that's, that's a remarkable statistic. And if he can put up a, a good showing before the scouts, I know that the Browns, among others, are looking for inexpensive ways to, as far as draft capital, that is, inexpensive ways to improve their offensive line. Dallas was fifth among all offensive linemen in pass blocking last year or last season per pro football focus. He did play at Alabama in 2015, 16, and 17 before coming to Oregon and playing two more years here. Brady Aiello uh, played right guard mostly, uh, something like 300 snaps at right guard and then 200 and some change at right tackle. Six foot seven, 311 pounds. He was the ninth ranked guard in the Pac 12 per Pro Football Focus. And in 2018, he was a uh, Pac-12 All-Academic Honorable Mention. In 578 snaps in 2018, Brady allowed only one penalty during that time, so he has very good discipline, very good control. I like these smart players. You know, I, I like to talk about them. Uh, interesting fact, uh, the offensive line is the group of players with the highest average on the wonderlick test. I thought it would be quarterbacks, but nope, it's our our friends on the offensive line. Another person who may be working out today at the Pro Day is Lamar Winston, uh, outside linebacker, 6'2", 227 pounds. Uh, 24-7 sports had him the top player in Oregon coming out of high school. He played on special teams and and defense, uh, mostly special teams when he started at Oregon. And uh, in his career, he had 110 tackles and six and a half sacks. So it'll be fun to see if he comes out and uh, what kind of numbers he can put up in a pro day setting. Spring practices continued for the second week, and Rod Chance is apparently really settling in as cornerbacks coach. Uh, if you remember the episode where we talked about them, he's one of the uh, recent hires. While at Minnesota, he actually his defense allowed only uh, 184 passing yards per game. Now you take that kind of coaching and combine it with a Ducks secondary that was uh, second in the nation with 20 interceptions last year, um, and I think we're going to see some fireworks. I think we're going to get a very high degree of performance from this 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 uh, defense this year uh he talked about you know his emphasis uh is not on that old cliche a game of inches but he likes to think of it in terms of a game of situations and that you know this is for him it's a football school and he teaches how to how to respect and respond to every situation he also said regarding you know the the stellar performance by the defense last year in his own record he says that's all behind us and we got to stay humble and stay hungry uh, he talked a little bit about cross-training and experimenting with different defenses. I'm going to play that audio now. And thank you to the Pac-12 Network once again for uh, getting the, picking this up uh, outside of the Ducks practice facility. You know, we believe that college football is getting played at a higher rate in terms of the snap count. You know, anytime you have bodies that are versatile, that can do the, do versatile techniques and play different schemes, you know, that's always to the advantage of the defense. So we just really want to stay on top of those. So if we got opportunities to put different packages on the football field to create advantages for us and disadvantages for the offense, we're going to cross your guys in different positions. You know, this is the springtime, the time to do that. where we can experiment, you know, take what we like and throw away what we don't. Really good stuff there from the new cornerbacks, Coach Rod Chance. Really like hearing about uh, experimenting with different packages. Being willing to try out new stuff, cross-train in different positions, I think that's a remarkably successful thing to do, especially in college football, and really excited to see the defense moving forward uh, on this one. As far as how the rest of the pre- uh, spring practices went this week, uh, Javon Holland flew around breaking up passes. Tyler Shuck, uh, he had a perfectly placed, it just had to be at least 50, 50 yards or more uh, deep ball. Really love seeing that uh that, the accuracy from him on, on such a powerful throw. Hunter Campmoyer was out there catching passes. Cam McCormick got time with some really good blocking. Uh, Jamal Hill and Ryan Walk back out in the lineup. They missed the first couple of practices due to illness. There has been some news breaking while we're talking, and the NFL is was telling teams to keep their scouts at home due to coronavirus. Uh, today's pro day is already in motion, so I'm pretty sure whoever's there is, you know, already there. Same thing, Clemson's happening today. Uh, Ian Rappaport just uh, t- let us know that the NFL didn't shut teams down, but is leaving it up to the teams to decide uh, who they send scouts out uh, and who they and when they don't. I get some Eagles insider stuff, you know, so the teams are closing their practice. That team is closing their practice facility, closing their uh, stadium, and uh, those that can work from home will. And so everybody's being uh, very cautious, very careful, very smart about dealing with this coronavirus stuff. There's gonna be, we could expect more changes, alterations, and uh, modifications to our favorite sports and their schedules going forward. And I will be bringing you updates as frequently as I can. For now, though, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. I've been going on here quite a bit. Uh, Tomorrow, we're going to be talking about the Ducks and whether or not they're going to be playing USC or Arizona, and we'll do a preview of that game. We'll also talk more about the Pro Day and what actually came out of it, and I hope to be continuing our player profiles on those participating in the spring, the big roster, before it gets cut down Later in the in the summer, uh, so we can get to know all these guys. Uh, that's it for Locked On Ducks. I'm your host Jordan Long. You can find me on Twitter at the Dust Off Guy. You can always follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Ducks. If you're the Facebook type of person, you can go on Facebook and. Search for me, Jordan Long, my avatar, my picture is just a Locked on Ducks logo, so you can't miss it there. Uh, use the hashtags on Twitter, uh, hashtag AskLodPod, that's hashtags ask L-O-D-P-O-D, for uh, to make contributions to the show in terms of questions you want to ask or comments you want to make. Really appreciate that. You can reach me on Facebook with questions or comments about the show. Please, if you get the chance, click subscribe and or follow if you have like Spotify or one of those ones that you follow the show instead of subscribe to it. But uh, if you're an Apple podcaster, please leave me five out of five stars. If you don't think I deserve five stars, well, leave five anyway. Let me know in a review why, and uh, I'll get it fixed for you. I look forward to talking to you again tomorrow. And take care. Be safe. Be smart. And go Ducks! <laughs>